Kevin Warren is gone, and that's good for the Big Ten. You are locked on Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, thanks for tuning into Locked On Big Ten. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's program, we're going to get into everything that you need to know in Kevin Warren's departure, what it means for the future of the Big Ten, and why it is he may have left. We'll talk about all of that. I think it could be a good move for the Big Ten. But before we get into anything here on the show, a reminder to follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter too. It's at Locked On Big Ten, one zero at the end when you're typing it out, not T E N. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. Let's get into the details of the Kevin Warren to Chicago deal. This happened earlier here on Thursday. He becomes the fifth. Bears president in franchise history, which is a huge, huge deal. I mean, Chicago is one of the most storied football franchises in the history of the NFL. For there to only be five former presidents or five presidents total now, including Warren, it's an exclusive list to be on. So you understand the allure of the job. We had talked to Lauren Cox from Locked On Bears about the allure of this job in particular. He fits all of the things that the Bears need. He has plenty of NFL experience. He has plenty of experience in the Midwest in the NFL, for whatever that's worth. And he has stadium building experience too, which means that whatever the Bears are going to build in Arlington, Chicago now has a guy who has the experience in a big success story too with U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. So for the Bears, it's a complete checklist, everything crossed off. You have your guy who can get the job done here. As far as what the actual record is on him at the Big Ten, signed on in 2019 in the summer of that year. Of course, navigated the Big Ten through the pandemic, which was a rocky start to things, to say the very least, in his tenure. But then he makes the big moves, of course, that have happened in the last year. Adds USC, adds UCLA, and gets the biggest TV contract in the history of college sports and in history of, well, a lot of sports, really. It was monumental, of course. But then he now leaves to go over to Chicago. And before we even get into some of the things that Pete Thamel reports from ESPN about some of the more insider stuff, we mentioned it before. This is just a logical move for him to make. For him to go from the Big Ten back to the NFL, he's been an NFL guy. He has here in a job with Chicago an opportunity to build up a team that's on the rise, for one, has the number one overall pick, has the most cap space and free agency in all of football, has a quarterback, or at least believes it has a quarterback in Justin Fields. So you have that side of it. You have the side that, hey, I'm already someone who knows how to build a stadium. I've proven that it's pretty hard to mess up building a new stadium. I mean, if you think about it, all the ones that have been built really recently are really, really cool. So it's something where he has a chance to, again, look good right away and long-term too. He looked good in the Big Ten, but I'll get to that again. It's in just a little bit, we'll talk more about how he may have done all that he was meant to do in the time that he was there. 
That's something to come to in just a little bit. So the question is, what's next for the Big Ten now? And I have no idea. And anyone who says they really have any idea before anything official comes out or some sort of reporting of someone who has knowledge from the inside, any speculation is worthless. If you have something you actually know, then listen to whoever's reporting that. But if it's just a think piece of the next five people who could be the next Big Ten commissioner, there's no point in making that. You've seen with other conferences, people get picked out of not only other sports, but other businesses entirely to lead conferences. College conferences are thinking of themselves much more as businesses than purely athletics focused. So when you have the kind of opportunity that the Big Ten has, a whole bunch of people are going to be interested in taking that over. This is a job when you're talking about a purely front office person where you're dealing with hundreds of millions of dollars. And that is what you think about when you're one of these top high-end business people in any, any kind of business. So you can cross businesses to manage a Big Ten kind of thing, as we've seen other conferences do. I think it's an opportunity for the Big Ten to make a really smart hire. I have no idea who it's going to be. Only name that I'll throw out there is Jim Phillips. He was the number two guy when Kevin Warren was hired. Right now, of course, the commissioner of the ACC. Big Ten's obviously a better job. I don't know if they want to go that way again. But before we get into all of that too much, this is still all very fresh, what has happened with the Big Ten and Kevin Warren. And Pete Thamel, in his latest article for ESPN, actually broke down some of the insider information that will give us the keys as to why this happened and why I think it could have been best for both parties. And it may be quickly that we learn who the next commissioner of the Big Ten is here. We'll talk about all that in just a minute as we continue along here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we do any of that, though, a reminder that Bet Online is your number one source for online sports gambling. All the props, lines, odds that you need for any games out there, you can find them at Bet Online. And also, too, if you hear a line here on the show, we're going to have some for you at the back end. They're coming from Bet Online. So if you want to make sure you're getting the exact numbers that we're talking about here when we talk Big Ten sports, you can go to Bet Online and make sure that you have them. Same goes actually if you're a locked on listener in general. Any of the teams that you follow here on the podcast network, when we talk bets, we're talking the lines that are over at Bet Online. So play along with us, fade us, do whatever you want to do with us. Do it at Bet Online right now where the game starts. Before we get into our next segment, a reminder as well to check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players too. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so let's talk about some of the stuff that Pete Thamel is reporting now from ESPN. He had an article that came out earlier this morning that shed some light on exactly what went down between Kevin Warren and the Big Ten, not just in this decision this week and today, but really in the past months, because the relationship was not exactly sturdy at the moment. First off, you have the just fact, not even any sort of information that we're hearing from rumors or anything that most of the leaders of the universities in the Big Ten have turned over since Kevin Warren took over, which is really unique, but also a really, really rough spot for him to be in. 
he is now the head coach that the GM didn't hire. And this new GM's coming in and they kind of want their guy. They're running things. But it wasn't only that, according to, again, at least Pete Thamel of ESPN. Uh, apparently, Big Ten leaders were already thinking about the plans after Warren as of Wednesday. There was apparently some sort of call with Big Ten leadership in which Josh Whitman of Illinois actually asked him directly about the Bears job. And he was very evasive about it, which is a really, really weird thing. And that was a theme in Thamel's reporting, too, is that in recent weeks, even, he had been very evasive in trying to even answer questions about going to the Bears, which I understand it publicly. But if he's not being direct with the leaders of the Big Ten, then there's reason to believe that this relationship had been rocky for at least a little while right now. And Thamel reports to that kind of evidence, too. Uh, there was one quote that stuck out to me. As far as expansion goes, reporting had come out that Kevin Warren had wanted more expansion. He had publicly stated as much in interviews that they had done for the Big Ten. But apparently, and this is a very interesting wording here from Thamel in the article, the phrase that I'm looking for is, quote, the most powerful universities and stakeholders, end quote, didn't want that big expansion, said they didn't like what he said publicly about expanding more as well. On the latter, if Kevin Warren is the commissioner of the Big Ten in the same way that Roger Goodell is the commissioner of the NFL, then you understand that part of his job is saying what these 14 people say he has to say. Whether or not it's smart or right or anything else like that, that is part of the job. So if he is not properly conveying the messaging of the people that he works for, in theory, even though that's not exactly the same situation as in the NFL, then they have reason to be upset. At the same time, going toward more the former there, what exactly does it mean the most powerful universities and stakeholders didn't want any more expansion? That doesn't say majority to me. I think that if Thamel had known there was a majority of those schools there, 8 out of 14, he would have written as such in the reporting, but he said, no, the most powerful stakeholders, which to me just screams out Ohio State, Michigan, maybe a Penn State too. Those are the most powerful stakeholders here. So if I'm trying to dig into this and speculate, which again, I, I said speculating about this story in particular is bad, but in this particular case, I'll do it. If you're speculating here, the reason why you use that kind of wording in particular says to me that it was not a majority of schools, but the ones that had the most weight, which is, uh, again, it's, it is directly what Pete Thamel is saying, but it's the lack of saying anything else and using those words in particular is very, very interesting to me. And I want to know, I mean, we talked about this before, and we may have to talk about it more with our Ohio State and Michigan hosts. This is not exactly something everybody wants in the Big Ten, more expansion. We talk about it like we want it all the time. Fans, I'm sure, do want it all the time. And more importantly, they want the Big Ten to stay powerful, I think. But at the same time, Ohio State's already at the top. And how much does diluting the Big Ten more help Ohio State? That's the debate. 
because they're the most powerful stakeholder here still. Yes, Michigan's won on the field two times in a row, but Ohio State's still the most powerful stakeholder as far as the off-the-field influence and what they can do. Michigan's right there with them. But those two schools, I think, are the ones that are saying, hey, why would we want to make it more than 16 and split up more of our money just so we can add in who exactly? It's a little bit different this time around when we're talking about what this next round of expansion is going to look like. And if the Big Ten didn't want that and Kevin Warren was saying that the Big Ten did, I understand why there's some things that are being a little bit, uh, I guess, frustrated over there. But what we know now is Kevin Warren's is gone. So again, Pete Thamel with some interesting insight as to maybe some of the rifts between him and the Big Ten schools on his way out. But at least now we know and now, again, with the Big Ten at least discussing things even before this was announced, maybe we learn a little bit sooner who the full-time commissioner will be. But I don't expect this to be a process that is super, super quick, just because, as we've seen before, the candidates that can be in consideration here could be from anywhere, anywhere at all. We're going to wrap up things on Locked On Big Ten in just a minute, but before we do... Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, then it's got to be a Built Bar. Built Bar is the candy bar. No, it's a protein bar. I think it's a candy bar because it tastes like a candy bar. It is everything that you're looking for in great flavors without giving you the calories that you hate to see in your bar. So head on over to Built.com right now and see what I'm talking about. Try out some of their greatest new flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. They've got candy bar-like taste in what's just 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein in them. I don't know how they do it, but go try them out, and I promise you're going to enjoy what you get. It's Built.com to check out Built Bar, a sponsor here at Locked On for a really long time and something that everyone here really, really loves whenever we get some hand our hands on some Built Bars. Let's wrap up things here on Locked On Big Ten. Take a look at some of the scores from yesterday and looking into today. Uh, of course, on today's schedule in Big Ten basketball, Minnesota faces off against Ohio State. That'll be at 6.30 p.m. on the men's basketball side. Don't expect that one to be too close. But then Michigan against Iowa. That'll be an interesting matchup at 7 p.m. Eastern. And on the women's side, a huge game, top 10 matchup. Number nine, Maryland against number six, Indiana. That'll be on Big Ten Network at 6.30 p.m. And then also Rutgers plays against Minnesota on the women's side as well. My bets for the day are such. Ohio State is minus 14 and a half on the road against Minnesota. I'm going to take them. On, I believe it is actually in Ohio State. I'm going to check that again actually right now. But anywho. I am taking Ohio State minus 14 and a half in that game. It's not that I think Ohio State is playing 15 points better than anyone in the Big Ten. It's that I think that Minnesota is just playing 15 points worse than just about everyone in the Big Ten. That one is in Columbus. So even more reason for me to go Ohio State minus 14 and a half. Then I'm going to take Michigan plus five and a half against Iowa. Team in Michigan that's been all over the place, but three and one in the Big Ten, hitting an Iowa team that's, iffy at the moment i think they could catch him on the road and also on the women's game it's a minus 11 and a half in favor of indiana at home 
on bet online. I'll go with Indiana and the Hoosiers in that one too for them to cover that spread. Thank you for making Locked On Big Ten your first listen every single day. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton give you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus local experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube as well. Be sure to follow us as well, too, on YouTube and wherever you get your shows. It's Locked On Big Ten with a one zero when you're typing it out at the end, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson. I'll be back here tomorrow with more. Until next time, you've been listening in to Locked On Big Ten.